There is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. Ten years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey, I'm back. I've missed you. Oh my gosh. So it's February, 2024. I have not spoken to you by myself since the very first episode of the year, which was actually on New Year's Day. It's interesting that we had episodes on Christmas Day and New Year's Day this year. And it's it's so funny. I was just telling a friend the other day that it's hard to explain. She's a listener. It was, it was hard to explain to someone who listens what it's like on this end. I know what it's like on your end because I listen to podcasts. On this end, it's funny because I can't see you, obviously. I don't get to interact with you, yet I feel very, very, very connected to you when I'm speaking to you. And I truly do feel like I'm sitting down and talking with a close friend. (laughs) So the interesting thing is that even though I have had episodes coming out, wasn't that series amazing, by the way, and you heard my voice, it's not the same as a solo episode. In a solo episode, I get to just be like, okay, all right, let's get back to talking together. You know, it feels like we're, we're sitting down for coffee or a cocktail or lunch or dinner or whatever, and nobody else is around and we get to sort of catch up. You know, I was just telling my husband today that I feel, and I've mentioned this to you before, but I feel called to just sit down and just chat with you and have like a catch up. I will admit that my ego maybe it's insecurity. Well, that comes from ego anyway. Something that comes up, a story that I tell myself is that's so arrogant. Like what makes you think they want you to just like catch up on your side because you don't get to hear their side. (laughs) It's like a one-sided, well, it is a one-sided conversation. But I do feel like I just sort of want to catch up with you and catch you up on what's been happening in my life for the past, I don't know, six weeks since the last time we spoke. And although it does feel a little weird that it's one-sided, my gut is telling me to do that. And I also feel like for those of you, especially who listen every week, and my gut is telling me that, you know, obviously if you don't like it, you just won't listen, but that a lot of you would appreciate that. I also (laughs) realized that today as I was in a total, not scroll hole, I mean like a whole down a rabbit hole of one particular account on Instagram, which I'll talk about in a second, I realized I was enjoying just watching her life, which is kind of like what I'm going to do right now, a catch up. I'm just going to talk to you about what's been going on in my life. I never met this woman. I know nothing about her. She's not offering any kind of like inspiration or really anything that's helping me with my growth, but it was so entertaining. 
So I heard about this account on Instagram called Ballerina Farm or Ballerina Farms. I can't remember. Okay. I'm not sure how you're going to feel when you see this account because I had multiple stories and emotions going all at one time. So it's this Juilliard trained ballerina. I'm guessing she's in her early 30s. I can't really tell, but I'm guessing. Who just gave birth to her seventh child. They live on a farm, an actual farm. It's their business. They've turned it into this amazing business. Um, She homeschools all the kids. She gave birth to the seventh child in the bathtub. And like, I don't know, eight days later, I'm not exaggerating, she was competing in Mrs. America and won. And so I heard about it because somebody was referencing it when I was in a scroll hole on Instagram, um, not feeling well for a couple of days. And they were criticizing her saying, you know, a lot of people are saying that she's, you know, making women feel bad about themselves. How can you snap back that quickly after having a baby, let alone your seventh baby? And I was like, hold on, sister, are we really going back to that place where we're going to tell women you're too much, you know, you look too good, or you're too good at what you do, you need to tone it down, because you're going to make everybody uncomfortable, seriously. Then I started watching her account and I was like, oh my God, maybe I agree. I said to my friend Michelle today, I was like, go find it and tell me what you think. She's like, it was so entertaining. I thought it was just so beautiful and artistic and I enjoyed it. And and I said, you know, it brought up a lot of shit for me. I'm going to be honest. On one hand, I was inspired and I was like watching her make like, you know, lavender honey and lavender jam and sourdough bread, which appears to be every single day, feeding home cooked meals to all seven of her children while looking amazing. Of course, she's giving us the highlight reel, right? But it just, on one hand, it was so inspiring to see all that, to see someone making home cooked meals and spending time with her children and the children helping each other and the older kids taking care of the younger kids and, you know, the sort of like minimalist, understated, like kitchen where it wasn't like, you know, I'm all about design and interior design. And if you follow me at all, or you listen to me at all, you know that it, like, I love, love, love it. And I appreciated just the understated, it almost reminded me of someone who was not Amish, but they kind of had that Amish aesthetic. <laughs> is that rude for me to say? Is that politically incorrect? It shouldn't be because it is kind of an Amish aesthetic, this really understated look. Okay. Anyway, I was inspired. And then I also, at the same time, was like regretting my childhood, wanting to relive my childhood. But then I'm like, well, if I had, if I relived my childhood and it looked like that, I'd have to have different parents. And then they would have had to have different childhood and different different parents. And then I started looking at my own parenting and I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have been screaming at my kids if I was trying to, if I was nine months pregnant and about to deliver two days later, holding a seventh month old with a toddler on my ankles and five or six other kids running around making a, you know, five course meal. I I just, I'm telling you, I never would have been able to do that. So then I, my mom guilt started coming in. I like regretted the childhood I gave my kids. And I like, I went down this whole like shithole of a rabbit hole where I was like, oh my God, like, 
I want to do it all again. I want to like do it all again. Now that I've learned how to regulate my nervous system and now I understand why I used to lose my shit all the time. And now I understand why I was always feeling like I wasn't enough and I was completely disassociated and not present and all that. Now that I get it, I want to give my kids the childhood that I now give my grandson. Can I just have a do-over? Please. I want to be ballerina farms. I would do a really good job. (laughs) I just... It was so hard, but this is me. You know, I'm not going to pretend I'm not the way I am. I have spent so much time, as you know, and so much money doing all of this inner healing and all of this work, and it's been worth it. And our shit's still going to come up. Our triggers are going to be there. Our wounds are still there. You know, I and I'm, I'm kind of joking about this, but I really fell into that partly because I'm having some hormonal shifts right now. But I really did. It wasn't like I just thought, oh my God, good for her. That's great. No, I didn't have a healthy response. I compared myself. I felt like I did it wrong. I just felt like, oh my God, on top of that, she looks amazing. I mean, oh, she's the epitome of what I should be. (sighs) So that was my bunny trail telling you that I sat there and watched her life over and over again on Instagram while I was on the couch not feeling well. And I thought, you know, I have people who listen to this podcast every single week and I rarely do like a catch up and just kind of talk about life. So I am going to do that. Oh my goodness. Oh, that was a lot, wasn't it? (laughs) If you only lived in my head, if you only knew the thoughts. I just, I literally, today I was like, I'm like eight different people. You know, like maybe sometimes it's depending on the weather. Maybe sometimes it's depending on where my hormones are. But I can have like an existential crisis where I'm just like sitting there and I don't want to speak to another human. And I'm just pondering my existence and wondering what it would be like to just like become a tree, right? Then the next time I'm dancing around the house and I'm cranking, you know, hip hop and I have a completely different attitude. And other times I'm like super into my style and fashion and so inspired by that. And other times I don't shower for five days and I sleep in the same clothes that I wear, that I end up sleeping in, that I end up wearing for that straight week. There are times when I am like Betty Crocker, Susie Homemaker. And there are other times where we're just like ordering food and just not even, like I don't even have a clean fork. So I'm, I'm finding a a plastic fork from what we might use for a birthday party. And then like licking that clean for the next meal. Like I have so many sides to me and they're all very real. And I watched that account back to ballerina farms and I was like, it's like, she's just consistently the same amazing, perfect person all the time. Like, are people really like that? (laughs) And then I had to knock myself back into reality. Like, hold on a minute. She's intentionally sharing the highlight reel. I would love to see the B-roll. I'd love to see the outtakes. I would love to see something that shows normal life. Oh, okay. Collective breath here. So how have you been? I hope you have been doing well. I know some of you have not been doing well. I was just messaging with a childhood friend. Actually, she dated my brother when they were in high school and we've reconnected much later in life, like what, 30 years later, 40 years later, whatever it was. And I just found out today that her husband who's been sick, who's young, I mean young, his cancer has metastasized all over his body and they're doing palliative care right now. And I know some of you are walking a walk like that. I know that some of you are 
just in the thick of it. Some of you, you know, this new year has come and you're like, I'm not excited about the new year at all. Like I, I feel like I can't, I still have not recovered from last year, or maybe you had a great year last year and you walked into a total, total shit storm this year. I'm a very aware, especially with as many listeners as we have, right? But even if we had 10 listeners, we'd have 10 different experiences. So I just want you to know, always know that whatever I'm saying, I get that. I get that. So depending on where I am on my journey, you might hear me, you know, really perky and really excited and really inspirational. And the other times I might be like a super like depressed, withdrawn, um, struggling, inspirational, motivational uh, podcaster, because that's just who I really am. So, (laughs) okay. So I just told our editor, hold on, because I thought I got an important text from my husband and it was him sending me a, do you say GIF or GIF? I think it's GIF. I never know what you call it. Of And by the way, I heard those are not cool anymore. Of Napoleon Dynamite. It's like one of my all-time favorite movies. <laughs> I said something sarcastic to him. And he sent me back the GIF, whatever you say, GIF, of Napoleon going, gosh, jeez. Okay. So I'll tell you what's been going on with me. So I will start with where I am currently. I just mentioned to you that I was on the couch for a couple of days and I was partly having an existential crisis, feeling depressed, et cetera, wondering like sort of the chicken and the egg conversation, like was that causing my physical symptoms or were my physical symptoms causing that? I'm not really sure. I think I have like three different theories going and they're all seeming like they're probably correct. Either way, the past few days I've been on the couch. You know, when I had my breast implants, uh, I've told you this many times, but the last year before I had them removed, I had what people would probably call or diagnose as chronic fatigue, where I I could barely get out of bed or off the couch. And when I did, I mean, I could do it. I, did, I talked to you many times on this podcast. And you didn't even know it, where I was just forcing myself. But at the same time, it was like I have a weighted, I had a weighted blanket all over my body like every inch of my body and on my emotions and on my lungs while I was saying, hey, welcome to be a podcast. So I was still functioning, but but feeling like I could barely do it. Interesting thing is that I felt that way the past couple of days, the exact way I felt back then. And so I was laying on the couch for a couple of days and uh, a few things were happening with me. And, and this is interesting that we just had our month long series on health and wellness. And you heard one of my doctors, Dr. Salome Masgadi, uh, talking about hormone replacement. And she's an expert in hormones. And I have told you, which is true, how amazing I have felt on hormone replacement. Like amazing. Went from like feeling like I was in the gutter to feeling like I was superwoman. And, you know, we have to make changes sometimes. And recently what happened was the pharmacy that I use in Florida was out of the particular progesterone that my doctor likes me to use. It's a really, I'm going to use the words pure, clean source. And it's in an oil form. And they were out for whatever reason. And so I, and I couldn't feel, I didn't feel like I could be without it because I'm, I'm obsessed with it. And I love the way I feel and I need it. And I went to a different pharmacy where I live, a compound pharmacy, great pharmacy, by the way. But what they gave me, as soon as I, took it out of the container. I am telling you about it. It was like, "Eh, no, 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 no. But that's all I had. It just smelled 
like almost like artificial or chemical to me. I don't know. Synthetic is the word. And I used it. And instead of immediately going back to the original pharmacy saying, hey, do you have my stuff? I thought, well, I already spent 150 bucks on this stuff. I'm just going to use it. Well, anyway, I ended up gaining more weight, swelling up. I mean, like full on the medical term is edema, you know, like had cankles on top of my cankles. I gained seven pounds in, I don't know, two weeks. Couldn't wear my wedding rings. My shoes didn't fit. It was pretty bad. This was right around Christmas. I'm telling you that because that has to do with how I've been feeling lately. Finally was able to get back on the original after going off of it completely, went back on my original progesterone. And then my body had to sort of like readjust and kind of level out. So I thought, okay, maybe that's why I'm feeling this extreme fatigue. Another reason I felt like maybe I was feeling the extreme fatigue is going to sound a little woo and weird to some of you. And that's okay with me. Uh, I felt like my body and like the parts, you know, we've talked about parts work. We've talked about the different parts of us that were created when we were children as protective sort of characters, let's say, protective parts, protective characters to keep us safe, right? Maybe it's the perfectionist, maybe it's the worry wart, whatever. So we have all these different parts, right? I thought to myself, you know, maybe these different parts of me are feeling very, very, very threatened by a big declaration I just made, which I'll tell you in a minute. And my body is doing something called upper limiting. I actually can't wait to have the author of one of my very favorite books in the world, Gay Hendricks, is going to be on this podcast at some point. And he talks about upper limiting in the book called The Big Leap, one of the best books ever. Please read it. It's a short, easy read. So maybe I was upper limiting. Maybe I was laying on the couch and feeling fatigued because my body was saying, oh, no, no, that's too big for you. No, 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 no. Let's keep you back. I mean, that that really does happen. You know, that's not woo-woo and weird. The parts that you might find woo-woo and weird again, which is totally fine with me. Another theory, this is one of my three theories that, you know, all three seem to be absolutely probable and true, all three at the same time. The third is that it was more of a spiritual thing, that I'm declaring and stepping into some gifts that I've been aware of, made aware of that are more spiritual gifts. And I decided with the new year that I'm really going to not hold back with that. And I think felt like, and I still feel like all three of those things at the same time were keeping my body from wanting to move forward. And my body just went into this sort of contraction or collapse mode. Now, what's interesting is, you know, if you look at like, if you look at the slow motion video of like a flower blooming, you'll actually see it almost like flutter. Okay. I have my hand in front of me right now and I'm closing my fingers together, almost like making a fist and then opening and closing and opening. That's what a flower really does. It's contraction, expansion, contraction, expansion. That's what we do too. We contract before we expand. We just do. So it's also as perhaps maybe it's just that I'm contracting. I did for a couple of days because I really am about to expand because of what I did declare, because of what I did call in for this new year. So where are you finding me today? Where I am today is, I would say, a bit melancholy. I would say part of me is just so grateful to have my energy back. You know, two and a half days of no energy, literally on the couch or in bed. And today, it, my energy just came back. It's like, I'm totally fine now. Um, I think there's another thing I'm experiencing that I do want to talk about with you further in another episode. And that is 
you know, this whole idea that no matter how many experts we work with, no matter how many doctors we work with, we always have to listen to ourselves and question everything. And there's a little part of me that's like, you know, I remember telling my doctor a long, long, long time ago that I couldn't sweat. I remember telling my doctor a long, long time ago, this or that or this or that. And no blame anywhere, but I wonder if that was really addressed because another maybe explanation for how I was feeling the last couple of days is called the Herxheimer response. And I've heard of herxing before. Have you heard of that before? Where it's like someone does something to detox, but then they feel sick. It could be supplements. It could be sauna. It could be massage, something that's really good for them. And then they end up feeling like they have the flu. They might even have an actual fever. Technically, you're supposed to have a fever if you're really herxing. But um, that term is used more broadly for even if you don't have an actual fever, but you feel like you do, or you might be a little bit warm, but your your lymph nodes might swell up a little bit. You might feel sinus pressure. You feel achy, really tired. You feel like you're getting the flu. Well, I for years have felt that way after I do things like have a massage or, you know, get in a sauna. And I've told experts, healers, and doctors this many, many times. And I don't know that no one's listened to me, but it feels going back to how am I feeling today? I'm just being real with you. I'm feeling like maybe I didn't say it clearly enough or often enough or loud enough, or maybe I didn't make sure that I was heard. I'm not sure. Maybe it's just that now's the time to really address it. You know, there are certain things that we cannot get to. Let's say you've gone to therapy for years and then you go to a new therapist or a new coach and you're like, oh my God, I've been in therapy for 10 years and I just figured this out. Well, maybe the 10 years helped you get to that point, right? So no blame and no regret. And I am feeling like, oh, maybe the past couple of days, I was also having this this response because what I learned over this past month in my own series on health and wellness is something I could have benefited from in the past opening up my drainage pathways, pathways, making sure I'm doing castor oil packs and other things so that I can detox so that when I go to detox, the toxins don't float around in my blood and make me feel sick, herxing, but instead can be excreted. So that's a long roundabout Jill Herman way of saying to you, let's not forget to listen to our gut and to listen to what makes sense to us, even if it doesn't make sense to other people and to say it as many times or as loudly as we need to until we are heard. The other thing is to always follow our intuition. Our gut's not the same as our intuition, by the way. Sometimes our gut is just your nervous system trying to keep you safe. It's like trauma uh, speaking, but your intuition's different. My intuition told me to have that series on health and wellness. Remember I told you at the beginning of January, that I was having it because I felt like God, creator, spirit, divine, source, intuition was telling me to do it because I needed to focus on it. And isn't it interesting that I did it and I learned something, I learned a lot, but I learned something that I feel is crucial to my health journey. And it became abundantly clear the past few days when I was laying on the couch, feeling like I was a little bit sick after doing a few things that were supposed to be really, really good for me. So anyway, that's where I am today. So I am talking to you right now on a Sunday. 
My husband just started a business called Ace Pickleball Club. It's a franchise. There's one outside of Atlanta in Roswell, Georgia. And then I live in Fort Wayne, Indiana. We are the second franchise. It's indoor pickleball. It's so cool. And then we have two more that he and his business partner will be opening in Louisville and Cleveland. I'm sharing that with you just because that's a life event that's exciting right now. And um, he's over there doing that and I'm chatting with you. So here's my catch up. I'm going to go back to Christmas. We celebrate Christmas in our house. So I decided to do things a little bit differently this year. Yes, I did tell you this. I remember now. And instead of having a bunch of gifts for the kids, we have five kids, 25, just turned 25, down to just turned 19, three girls and two boys. They're all stair-stepped. And instead of doing a bunch of gifts for each kid, I decided, you know what? One, everybody's getting older. Two, nobody needs anything. And three, I'm just kind of tired. I just want to do it differently this year. So I decided to. And I focused on stockings. And we played some really fun games where we did a bunch of gift cards. And I don't want to say this because, you know, we only like to show people the highlight, highlight reel. But I've done enough work to know that choices my children make or things they do or say are not a reflection on me as a person. Many of us as parents are totally confused about that. And so we take everything personally and we think we look bad if they look bad. It's not true. A couple of my kids had a response to me deciding not to do gifts that did not make me happy. I was disappointed. I was frustrated. I didn't feel appreciated. And I also, my husband and I were like, oh my gosh, what have we done wrong? <laughs> Actually, it was, it was, three of our kids, three out of the five. It's not like they threw a huge fit, but they didn't like the idea of us deciding that we weren't going to do gifts. And I remember a pediatrician when I my kids were little telling me, give your kids plenty of vitamin N as in no, and you'll know they're deficient when you give it to them and they protest. Then they need more. And I realized in that moment, we have the best kids and I have spoiled them a little bit in the past, let's say, you know, five years, especially probably uh, with Christmas. So I actually really stood firm and I was happy that I did it the way I did. And we did games with gift cards and um, we did stockings, as I said, and then I gave everybody, I think it was two things that they got to open. And those things were related to a small trip we were taking. We were taking all five of them, plus my little grandson, Rocco, who's four, to Nashville. Nashville's like our second home. We don't have a home there. But my husband and I actually fell in love in Nashville. And we've been going to Nashville for 10 years. And we were excited to share Nashville with our kids. So we just went the day after Christmas, the 26th, 27th, and 28th. And it was great, but little Rocco got really sick like really sick. He was sick on Christmas Eve. We were doing gingerbread houses and he goes, Mimi, I'm really tired. I think I need to lay down. Well, you know, four-year-olds don't say that unless something's wrong. And I laid him down. And probably an hour later, I went and checked on him and he was burning up. He ended up at one point having a a fever of 104.7. Anyway, We thought he was better by the day after Christmas. And I drove with a couple of the kids down to Nashville. My husband's a pilot and he flew everyone else. And certainly they wouldn't have taken little Rocco if he wasn't okay, but he had no fever and he seemed fine. Well, we got down to Nashville and by that night he was sick. And 
Uh, it was really hard. But, you know, this is also a lesson in, you know, not accepting things while while surrendering, right? So surrender to it, but also like think outside of the box. How can I make this better without fighting what is? The what is was that he was really sick, wasn't going to change. The what is, is that we were already down in Nashville. We weren't going to turn around and go back home. What were we going to do? So I figured out a way. I actually love being resourceful. I love finding answers when people say there's not an answer. I love figuring shit out. Everything is figure outable. My dad taught me that when I was little. Can always find a solution. And I found a solution. I found an amazing nanny service, very highly, very highly respected and vetted. And I found a nanny who was willing to do something called sick care so that we could go to dinner at night and spend time together in the evening. And she would be there with little Rocco. We were only there a couple nights anyway, but it ended up being a great little trip. Thank God for Emily. Emily, if you are listening, Emily is an amazing singer and songwriter in Nashville and she moonlights as a nanny. And I'm looking at a picture right now. Little Rocco was had such a horrible cough and she took my steamer and she was holding it over him and she sent a text and she said, I got him elevated, little spa treatment over here. And she did that so that he could sleep and stop coughing. It was, she was just amazing, amazing, amazing. Thank you, Emily. She has beautiful music, by the way, but go give her a little follow, will you? Here's her Instagram account, Emily, the, T-H-E, Ott, O-T-T. I'll have to ask her. Oh, I know what that is. Her last name is Otteson. So Emily, the Ott, E-M-I-L-Y-T-H-E-O-T-T. Amazing musician. Actually, I'm going to play you a little snippet of one of her songs because her music is so beautiful. And we can talk about what makes a man Take me down to the place you call home And we will never be alone So, we came back from Nashville And then we all got sick (laughs) I thought I was going to fight it off. I've got this nice little concoction, by the way. There's a buffered vitamin C powder. I can't remember the brand, but my uh, functional medicine doctor told me about it. And oh my gosh, you put some of that in some water, four ounces of water, you drink it like three, four times a day. If you think you're getting sick, I did that plus echinacea and a couple other things. And I was like getting sick, feeling off. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I kept fighting it off. And then um, I think five days after we got back, it hit me hard. Um, Then my daughter got sick a few of us got sick. After we were better, then my husband and I made a surprise little trip down to Florida. He was already in Nashville for a meeting. So he went straight from Nashville to Florida and I flew down. It ended up being the biggest pain in the butt getting down there. The weather was so bad that I was stranded on an airplane on the, what do you call it? Tarmac? Is that what it's called? For three hours because we couldn't take off. And my first flight before that was delayed, like, I don't know, a million times. We went down there just to be able to see our son for a day, but it still was so worth it. I'm really good at making the best out of shitty situations. I mean, look, if you had my childhood, (laughs) you were like, I mean, I could be a professional at that. Anyway, um, (laughs) oh my God, yes, I could be. So... Anyway, I always do feel like everything's figure outable. Everything has a solution. And I, when a wrench is thrown at me, I'm always like, well, what can I do with this wrench? So when I was sitting on that tarmac, 
I had the best time. There are these amazing Brazilian families all around us and they're sharing my can- their candy with me and I was learning Portuguese and it was really fun. Anyway, we ended up going down to Florida because our son Thomas got a surprise award and he had no idea we were there. It was a really beautiful experience. And then we flew right back here for five consecutive days, long days, training all the team members uh, for Ace Pickleball Club, our new business, and then going straight into three soft openings. It was a lot. A couple of things I'm excited to share with you that are life events that are really relevant to what we talk about on this show together is that, do you remember me telling you, first of all, one of our episodes this month was Dr. Nick Truby and his wife. Do you remember? And I told you on that episode that Nick was a personal train. Well, he's not a personal trainer. He's a PhD, uh, has a PSA PhD, but he has a business called Truby Health where he will personally train you and he's amazing and coach you. And I made a joke on there that I put him on pause, but I did because the way he was delivering it works for everybody, but it wasn't working for me, the way my brain works, et cetera. And I was frustrated with myself and I'm like, why am I beating myself up? This just isn't working for me. Well, you know what I did? Another pat on the back I'm going to give myself is that I'm super, super, super resourceful and I'm really good at asking for what I want. In fact, my spiritual coach, mentor Sigrid just said that to me the other day. She's like, you're so good at asking for what you want the exact way you want it. And it's interesting because I didn't really get anything I wanted when I was a child. So I don't know where it comes from. She said, it's very Scorpio of me, but I will say, hey, can we do it this way? How about that way? I always think outside of the box. I'm like, well, all they can, the worst thing they can say is no, why wouldn't I ask? So going back to that, I went to Nick after the episode came out um, last month in January. And I was like, okay, I got a question for you. So every time I watch your Instagram stories, I notice that I'm excited. My body, that sounded weird. (laughs) My body wants to work out. Like I'm excited, inspired, and even like motivated, if that's the right, the correct word, to lift weights. Yet, When I was working with you and you would send me the workouts, I went into total shutdown. Would you be willing to consider changing the way they're delivered? If I paid you more money, would you do it my way and could we just try it out? He's like, what do you mean? I explained to him how I wanted it delivered. And I said I would pay him more than what I was paying him before to make it worth his time. And he said, yes. And it's unbelievable. It's perfect for me. It works. So ask for what you want, how you want it, the way you want it, and when you want it. Because the worst thing that could happen isn't just that they will say no. Actually, the worst thing is you're not asking at all. Uh, but he said yes. So, you know, my, my struggle has been real with exercise, et cetera. And it's been a great experience. The second thing that happened, and by the way, this is something I told you I was going to tell you about. When I told you earlier that before I like hit the couch with fatigue, et cetera, and I went into that contraction mode, one of my theories was that I f- I had just declared a couple of big things and I felt like my body was pushing back. Well, one was about fitness and that I was actually committing to it and doing it, by the way. I didn't just talk about it. I'm doing the workouts and actually completing them and be like, oh my God, how hard is that? 30 minutes. The second thing has nothing to do with fitness and it has to do with something I've been telling you about over and over again, the whole three years we've been talking. And that is this book, this book, this book. When's the book coming out? When are you writing your book? Well, then I just put that damn thing on pause. I'm like, there is no book. I just gave up. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I can't, it's not working. Well, after I gave up on it, the company I was working with went 
out of business. Scribe Media. Yeah, I'm calling them out by name. So frustrated. I spent $7,000 with them and they were going to do all the edits. They were going to publish the book, do the cover, do the artwork, everything. And I had a contract with them and they went out of business and myself and a lot of other people lost that money and I'll never get it back. Anyway, that book, (laughs) well, I spoke to a psychic and the psychic said to me, there's this thing that you were working on before. It's not like it's going to be resurrected. It's hard to explain, but you need to like it burnt to the ground and you're going to start it all over, but it's the same thing. Does that sound familiar? And I knew what she meant. And I said, uh, kind of tell me more. And she's like, well, it's almost like, I think it might be a book, whatever you were doing before. In 2024, you're supposed to do that, but it's going to be a completely different book. It's like you're starting from scratch. I was like, yep, that's funny because I've been feeling it too. So I had my call with Sigrid and decided, I didn't decide, like I realized it's time. It's finally time. And I made this big declaration that I'm doing it. And I committed to a challenge with her of writing every day for 90 days. The day after I made that declaration, And a few days after I had done a consistent week of working out with my trainer is when I ended up hitting the couch. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm excited about that. That's coming. And it's not the same book I was writing. I was writing a book called Bad Mother, which still is a great title, I think, as in Bad Mother. Mm -mm. But it's the sort of like opposite of what we really are, which is a good mother. So We think we're a bad mother, but we're really a bad mother, if that makes sense. Maybe that book will come out at some other time. So that's not the book being written right now. The book that's coming is actually, it's inspired by some experiences I've had just in the past year that are quite magical, opposite of the book I thought I was supposed to write, which gets me to my next thing I want to share with you. So uh, remember I told you that I have some, I would call spiritual gifts that I am discovering, rediscovering, leaning into, not hiding anymore. Another part of that is that, you know, I said that there's a side of me that wants to just like look out and into the woods and see what it would be like to just like evaporate and become a tree. (laughs) That's how weird I am. Okay, I'm just outing myself. I am pretty out there and I hide that from a lot of people. You might get hints of it in my writing or in posts that I might make, Maybe a few hints of it in my solo episodes when I feel like I'm I'm channeling or God's voice is speaking through me, but otherwise you won't see it. I decided that in this new year, as we talked about in the first episode of the month of January, where we talked about calling in a new year, and I'll tell you about my experience with that. I decided that I'm not hiding that anymore. That's just, we're talking, I have a podcast called Be You, and that's a part of me that I don't show you. And we don't have to show our cards, all of our cards to everybody, by the way, right? But I'm not going to hide it anymore. And if people think it's weird or they don't like it, I don't give a shit. So I decided to get off Facebook because I felt like you're thinking, how's that related? It's related. Trust me. I got off Facebook because I felt like the old me lived there. And I felt like it wasn't a place where I could fully be myself. Not because I'm afraid of what people think, but it's like it was, I was in the wrong room. Like they weren't my people. Now, if you're one of my Facebook friends, please don't take offense to that. I have a lot of friends that are on Facebook, but that platform is just no, not me anymore. Like I'm literally done. I'm not ever going back on it again. And even Instagram, it's another sort of fake existence, right? But on Instagram, 
I feel like I can be more of me and show the weird parts of me. But some of the Facebook thing is really just, I think, just some PTSD. I spent years on there growing an MLM business and I just don't want to be on there anymore. But I'm telling you that because I made an Instagram post related to the new year. So if you listen to the episode that was January 1st, talking about calling in the new year, we talked about like choosing a word or a word choosing us. And I'm going to share with you what came to me. I'm actually going to read it to you, okay? I'm sharing this for a few reasons. I'm sharing it because I told you I was going to give you a life update and I miss talking to you. And this is what's been going on in my life. And we haven't talked since January 1st. But in that episode on January 1st, I didn't tell you anything about what my word was or how I was feeling because I hadn't done that ritual yet. And I did it. If you haven't listened, go back and listen because it's a pretty amazing ritual, if I do say so myself. Call it an exercise if that makes more sense to you. But I did it. And this is what came through, okay? If you listen to my podcast, you already know my stance on feeling pressure to choose a word of the year or set any goals in the very dead of winter or even at all. As I did the ritual that I shared on this week's episode, I didn't expect anything to come through because I was really comfortable with staying in a place of quiet hibernation. Still am, still plan to. And yet, it came through boldly and clearly, so confidently. It was a presence rather than a download. It was Oshun sitting in my living room with her massiveness and radiant love. It was the moment I cried, I know you. It was the essence itself of the delivery that I am called to embody this year and every year after. Queen B energy. That was the message. And I knew exactly what that meant. It would take hours to type out what that means to me and for me. And yet a description would never capture it. The sage, honey, queen bee, grandmother. Each word brings infinite layers of depth to the essence I have and I am and I will call in and embody. I be queen bee energy. I am sage. Honey, grandmother, queen fucking bee, bee. I've been showing the world little glimpses of my weirdness and creativity and my gifts and my essence because the truth is that I was only willing to embrace glimpses myself. I scared me. No more and never again. No more hiding and no more conforming while pretending to be myself. The sage and the queen, grandmother and honey itself offer no explanation. They exist and they take up space and they sweetly and gently and powerfully captivate and heal, caress and crack open. They call forward and liberate everything that is not free. They will be way too much for many and welcome that resistance with nothing but joyful and generous allowance and grace. So yes, I guess you'd say I have my word for the year. So I'll say that my word for the year that came through was Queen V Energy. That's three words, right? Where'd it come from? I don't know. Well, I do know. It came from whatever you call God. That's where it's from. And then the other words that came were more descriptors that mean something to me. And it's so hard to describe and I don't need to explain it. So I don't know what word chose you if one did. I don't know what word you chose. I don't know what word or words came through for you 
for the new year. But whatever they are, I hope you really, really claim them. I hope you really claim them and own them and you anoint yourself with them. And I hope that your focus in this new year isn't to go after anything, but to just simply embody whatever that is, breath by breath, moment by moment, knowing that it's already in you. That's why the word came to you. It's not outside of you. It's not something you have to strive for and swim towards and run towards and race towards. It's already in you, just waiting for you to remember. It's like a lighthouse calling you back home to you because you are source energy. And when you love yourself, you love source. You are the sage, just as love is. Everything else is interference. Every part of you that isn't free is just waiting for you to unlock the cage. That's what I hope for you for this year. So back to why life catch up. I know that life might be really, really hard for you right now. Life might be really amazing for you right now. And it might be a little bit of both or a lot of both. Remember that whatever you are seeking, whatever is pinging you, is trying to get your attention. Whatever you are moving towards wants you. That's why you feel the desire to move toward it. I'm sending you so much love. I'm wishing you an amazing day and an amazing week. And I'm excited to have some more conversations with you, just the two of us, while having some awesome interviews coming up this year. Here's a loving reminder to breathe, love yourself, and surrender.